Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. First time in a long time. The back like I never left. Taking these things as it comes. You know me. I don't read ahead. Watch me burn down everything. BBE on the TV set. When I'm in control on the road, you can never really know what's up next. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Up Next, postwrestling.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Podcast Addict, whatever place you find podcasts, and of course... YouTube.com forward slash up next. Uh, we go live every Wednesday after NXT uh, for this show. And we also go live for watch alongs, pay per views, etc. Uh, let's just plug it right away. Oh. You can catch us this Saturday, YouTube.com forward slash up next, 8 p.m. for our live watch along of full gear. Yeah, we're going full gear. We're going full gear and little breaking news. Oh. On this up next feed. Yeah. On the Up Next YouTube channel, we'll be joined by Waiting for a super show. It's the post-wrestling Up Next super show to review full gear. Yeah. So we're taking off our NXT hats, yeah. we're putting on our AEW hats, and yeah, we'll be joined with Way. So come on, come on Saturday, it's going to be a lot of fun. Do the watch long, and then stick around for the post-show. Yeah, we're going to be joined by Way. Ting, we're going to chat all about Full Gear. Uh, obviously, we are your NXT friends. Friends! But uh, if you know that we have a Patreon, we may have mentioned it once or twice. Thursdays, we do Up Nextra, and we review Dynamite every week. So we, in fact, are huge AW fans, especially a, this kind of build to this next paper. It's kind of a dream card, actually. It's come it, together. I think it's one of their best cards. Yeah, it looks great. Done. So we're super excited to not only do the post-show actually post show with Wei Ting, but we're going to be doing a watch along as well on our YouTube. So again, uh, youtube.com slash up next and follow us on Twitter and Instagram for all the updates and where you can find all the links. We tweet them all out and stuff at up next podcast is where you can find us there. And hit that subscribe button because sometimes we do random live shows. Sometimes we give away our, our Patreon 
Patreon shows. Yeah, it's true. If you're if you're lucky enough to tune in live, yeah. So uh, hit that subscribe button as well because it all helps us a lot. Hey, you know what else helps? Wherever you wherever you find your podcast, I mentioned all the spots you mm. you, you find podcasts. Give us a nice little review. Apple yeah. Apple Podcast people, come on, come out and tell us tell us what you think about us on the Apple. Podcast absolutely, absolutely. App. Uh, so yeah, we chat about NXT, and last week was was crazy. Great uh, we, we had one Halloween of the best Havoc. Episodes, yeah. I'd say from USA. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. One of the best episodes of NXT ever. One of the best wrestling shows because it was weird and Halloween and Halloween is coming gone. Spooky season is in our rear view. It's all holiday season now. It's all That's sunshine a- and yeah, everything just now. seems yeah. great right now. Yeah. Everything's just such like, it just seems like the world is in a great It's in a good place. place. Well, <laughs> I'm just going to bring up the elephant in the room. Oh, okay. Yeah. As things stand right now, votes are being counted. Yeah. And I don't know. Some people want, some people want these votes to stop. Stop, stop. Don't, don't keep having the votes come in. Yeah. But as things stand mm-hmm. right now, the world has decided. The name that Pat McAfee's faction should go as is the brand with 64.7%. Oh, yes. The Pat Pat coming in second. 26.5. Uh, oh, I don't think I voted, even though that was my choice, the yeah. Pat Pack. Yeah. You see, you've got to vote. Otherwise, you, have you, to. you can't be mad, Brayden, because you can't if you be. didn't vote, you can't be mad. No, true. Uh, and you can find that poll again at Up Next Podcast. But uh, I forgot to vote, so I can't be mad. Then. You can't be mad. Oh, no. I, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but I, I know that's what you all tuned in for. That's the, the big, right. big news coming in today is the Pat McAfee faction oh that's weird because uh you all think it should be called the brand yeah uh well i mean tonight they called it something else they they actually gave them a name which we'll get into but i i'm just a little confused because like that's like seems to be the big issue right now but i just don't understand why we keep getting messages asking if our back room is available because people keep seeming like they want to move into toronto or canada with us for some strange reason i I don't know i I was busy watching nxt what's going on (laughs) uh uh, uh, Apparently, there's this 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 thing where you watch for one night of the the year or every four years, and apparently it, it's still ongoing. It's like imagine you tune into Raw and you think it's three hours, but then it just keeps going, keeps going and never and ends. Going and going. It's just like Raw because it's shit. Uh- <laughs> I'm gonna give a little disclaimer here. Uh- if you don't care for politics, if you don't care for a Brit and a Canadian talking about American politics, uh, skip forwards five, ten minutes and we'll be talking about, I don't know, tanks. Oh, fuck, we will. I can't wait to so, talk about tanks. But yeah, it is, uh, of course, uh, we're having fun. It's the election. Yeah. And we can't really do a show without talking about it. I'm probably sure you're all equally kind of sick of it, but also fascinated by it. Um, well, as we're recording this, we just watched NXT, and we the go only live. two people probably watching <laughs> NXT. I think so, maybe possibly, uh, and and Zaylee's family, uh, and and we watched NXT tonight, and then we're recording this. So we are recording this Wednesday night. So by the time you're listening to this, other things could have happened. Who knows what? All sorts of different things. So just a disclaimer there as well. But yeah, uh, we have a British Canadian and a Canadian. Yeah, gonna start talking about this kind of stuff, but it's what the whole world is talking about. Uh, me and you have friends and listeners who listen to this all over the world, and I would say that it seems to be the most interesting thing. You're talking about your demo gods and your Wednesday night wars. We'll talk about your ratings that actually fucking matter, which is the the election. The ratings are probably crazy. It's 
So, as I keep saying, this is this year's been messed up. It's 2020. Yeah. So, if anyone thought that yesterday with the election was going to go smoothly hmm. and we were going to get a clear-cut winner and they were going to shake hands and whoever's in power is in power and everyone's happy, you're fucking kidding yourself. Yeah. It's 2020. You're getting distraction finishes, dusty finishes. Oh, everything. Run-ins, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no run-ins. No, no run-ins. Not yet. Bernie with the briefcase. <laughs> There's been some run-ins I've seen in, like, news. Yeah, true, yeah. All right, yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting. Obviously, we don't really talk about politics and stuff. We we kind of are your your usual escape from the world that has kind of been shit in 2020. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's it's, like you said, the elephant in the room is you can't, not talk about this when it comes to 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 this it's the election for the president and again we're in canada and it's canadians are still watching this we still and, pay attention and to i this. think something i i kind of want to make clear because i've like i put my views and beliefs yeah. on social media as my right as oh, a yeah, free human right. being to do so well hey i'm brayden harrington right i work for joe biden <laughs> <laughs> but this affects more than just America. This does affect yes. the world. America's one of the most powerful countries in the world. And of course we have an interest in who the leader is. Uh, me, myself, I'm from the UK. I live in Canada. Both the UK and Canada have real strong like connections with the US. So yeah. it does affect us what's going on. And therefore, yeah, we have an, an opinion yeah. about what's happening and what we'd like to happen, of course. Um, but first of all, like election night one, how was it? <laughs> <laughs> it's like the G1. It just keeps it's going. Yeah, it's yeah. like split over two or three this time. Yeah. It's going to be a few days. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's, it's wild. Um, so there's the whole thing with this little thing. I don't know if you've heard of it. COVID-19. Mm. You can't go, you, you shouldn't go in to vote, but you, you, you still can't. So they're sending in ballots and the whole don't do ballots. And now we have the shirt tucker, uh, Rudy Giuliani saying different things. By the way, Borat too. Really fucking stupid. Really fucking funny. I don't oh, think I we talked it. about yeah, it on the show. <laughs> yeah. week, very nice. Borat too, very good. You know, just when you thought 2020 did, couldn't get any worse, now people are doing Borat impressions again. <laughs> I know. Oh, fuck. Uh, as I just did one. But yeah. Um, yeah. So there's, there's like you said, run-ins. There's people saying that these ballots that, that mail in and, and, and it's just so it's, it's like watching wrestling almost because it's so ridiculous. Um, I, 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 again, this, like you said, it doesn't necessarily affect us, but it still does. So as a Canadian watching uh, election night one, as you said, um, it it doesn't really matter to me now what, uh, again, recording this, we don't know, we might not know for a while. It doesn't really matter to me who wins now. I was already just really disappointed. That's all I can say, really. Like, it just made me go, oh. The fact it's as close. Yeah, it's just yeah, like, oh, really? Yeah. Okay, well, it doesn't matter if if who who I think I want to win wins at this point because it just shows that, like, things are more fucked up than we than we think they are, maybe. I don't know. I mean, why are we beating around the bush? Go, Joe. <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> let's fucking go, Joe. Sleepy Joe. Yeah. Let's go. Uh, yeah. Uh, so... It's just interesting. And I, and I know a lot of people listening to us 
probably have varying views and opinions. Uh, we've gotten uh, Americans message us like, you guys aren't American. Uh, you know, what do you stick to your wrestling? Yeah, we've gotten that. And, and, uh, and you click these people's profiles and it's like, I've probably seen more of the U.S. than you've ever been to. <laughs> and you live there. Like, that's fucked. Um, yeah, uh, we, we're, we're not really ones to, to push our, our things on this show, but it's like the, the world, the world is all watching the U.S. fuck up again. It's like a, it's the season premiere of the U.S. Essentially, right? I think it's the series finale. It's the series finale. Yeah. It very much could be, yeah. And then they'll have br- they'll have spinoffs. Is what it's will just, happen. It's yeah. I don't know. As you said, it's it's a shame. It's it's as close because it just shows how divided one of the most powerful countries who should be united, aggressive, and as you said, united, <laughs> and that it's such a a shit show over there and. Yeah, it's like some some fascinating sport, really. This whole election, I I worked the election last time and had a bunch of tables of Americans who were in town on business who I was serving. Oh, okay. And worked as obviously we had, the result was kind of clear by the end of night. It isn't this time, um, but saw all the reactions from that and worked it, and it was a really weird, memorable night. Uh, last night I started watching at home and then kind of was getting a bit antsy. So went to, uh, up next favorite bar wide open to kind of the patio, watch it through the window on the TV there. And then went to our friend's house and kind of had it on until about four in the morning. And we were all just saying it's, you've got the analysts who are like going through each state and then all these numbers everywhere. I saw this great kind of TikTok video of this guy who's like what's the score there's this number there's this number there's this number i want to know the score who's winning who's winning but it's it's also interesting like we i was we were trying to flick through the different news channels because obviously media can you can't trust everything you you read and you see so try and take in as much different kind of coverage and whether it be obviously i personally lean more to the left but it's important to for me i think to see what kind of the more right-wing stations are saying as well um for sure because it it, you want to listen you want to hear both sides and everything and it's just what i was getting from every station pretty much was it's a fucking shit show (laughs) yeah uh it's been a shit show from time but it's like we all watched the the first debate that epic i think we'll all remember that from until the days were old of the first debate between Mm. those two and how just that was a shit show but now it it is it is completely a shit show and it's it's insane to kind of watch and and like uh, we we obviously we we lean towards the the left and and I can see different things. I love to to talk to people about why they think certain things and and not like to like argue, but to like to just open your your mind on both sides. Yeah. People definitely need to do that. And I like again, I I I'm a I'm a Canadian. I don't care what you did with your vote. Hopefully you did vote. That's definitely important because that you know that does do things. Obviously, but uh, all I can say is. No matter what, in any regard that I see in the way that I was raised, is always love over hate. And that's how I see it. And I, you know, you can, you can vote one way, you can think one way, you can do one thing. And 
at, again, at the time of this recording, watching some of these things, as you call it, run-ins on the internet and mm. Twitter and the news showing clips of people blocking other people from trying to place their vote, people calling other people extremely terrible things that don't make any sense when they're just trying to go out and, and do what they're legally allowed to go do. It's super, it's super fucked up. When people are, when, when one opposing team's trying to run another bus off a road, that's fucked up. Yeah. That's not love. That's not cool. The way, the thing is, the world is never going to move forward if we don't listen. You, you got to listen to each other. And as you said, that first debate, it was kind of a metaphor for everything going on. Like, neither, like, just interrupting, not listening to anyone's point of view. How are you going to move forward if it's just two people shouting at a wall right. over each other? And that's the same, as you say, people, like, trying to block people from voting or stopping things from getting counted, etc., etc. How are you going to move forward if you're not listening to each other? Because, as I said, I... I have my views. Um, I lean towards the left, but this world's not going to be a better place if I'm just shooting down anyone that thinks differently. You, you need to talk. You need to discuss and try and understand and then move from there and maybe find a middle ground or be like, no, I, I disagree, but give another human being the respect of listening to them. And this is obviously on a huge, huge scale. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we'll see. We'll see what's happening. I'm, I'm going by, I'm not going by the, the polls coming in. Yeah, I'm going, I'm going by the betting odds. Yeah, you're smart. And right now, as it stands. Yeah, tell me. Um, Who should I put money on? Biden is, has an 89.2% chance of winning. Okay. Trump, a 10.8% chance of winning. Okay, just tell me who to put money so, on. So, well, if you want to make money, you, you'd go, you give, have a go with Trump. You okay. put a little bit on Trump oh. and he might turn it round. But, okay. um, yeah, like Joe Biden's odds on favorite to win as we're talking wow. right now. Not so but sleepy now, not, eh? Touch wood. Um, but yeah, as I said yesterday, we, uh, I think you were, you were at your girlfriend's. Yeah, place we were watching, watching it. it. Stayed up till about four watching it all. Um, and then a bit of the way through, it's like, we need a break. That's what I did. And I went to my friend Trav. It's like, right. Trav, do you want to watch Ilya Dragunov ah. versus Volta? And he was like, yeah, you told me that match is sick. Yeah, and I that's went, who I voted for. And I went, Shawnee, I know you don't like wrestling. Oh. Just give this a go. Like, because I, I know you don't like it. Just, right. you're here. I'm at your place. You're not going anywhere. Just, before you go to bed, watch this. And stuck on the hottest promotion in the world, NXT UK's <laughs> title match from last week, Ilya Dragunov versus Volta. Now, we haven't talked about it yet. I, I no. heard you listening to it. I heard you screaming and yelling from yeah, the, the, room other, the day, other day. I, yeah. Um, your thoughts? Yeah, that's who I voted for. Ilya Dragunov. Yeah, he, he, he should off. be. He should be. Uh, he should take Putin's spot. He's a. He's a. He's a, he's a Russian. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so it's NXT UK. We are an NXT show, but yeah, this is interesting. Uh, we. I don't want to say we make fun of NXT UK, but you want to talk about elephants in the room yet again? The elephant in the room is the UK wrestling scene got flipped on its ass. Yeah. Rightfully so, because there's a lot of bad people. NXT UK wasn't a hot there. show before, before this. 2020. And then this happened and everyone's like, see ya. And we've gone into detail yeah. about the whole speaking out yeah. movement, which obviously affected a lot of the UK wrestling scene. But so wrestling in 
the COVID era is weird. WWE's gone through the different phases in the COVID era. There's been different COVID eras in the COVID oh, era. We had the Tiger King era. Yeah. We it's had crazy. the, uh, the, but, de- like, <laughs> depression and lockdown. And that's still going on. That's still going <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this, just like, the the world of wrestling was moving on and, and going in different ways. And then NXT UK did this whole, like, relaunch thing where they have an awesome set over there, by the way. What's the channel? BT Studios. Yeah, like, it yeah. looks great. It looks good. They they sent the 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 UK, quote-unquote, stars to do the media rounds on BBC. They sent them to this James Bond, like, place, museum. Mm. They all had drinks. Didn't know who any of these people were. And <laughs> I watch wrestling. Um, there was just Isla Dawn and some other dudes hanging around. And I was like, cool. Um, so they, they've been on TV for a little while. They've been back on TV and I've, I've checked some of it out. I, I have, I, we really haven't talked about it on this, but nothing really stood out to me. So I kind of tuned out of it. You, you could say, but then this kind of feud, which was, I believe to be scheduled as the, the takeover. It was the, it was the takeover event that was hap- going to happen months and months yeah, ago. Yeah, so it got canned, obviously. So they kind of were like, okay, well, how about we reheat this program up with Ilya Dragunov uh, challenging for the NXT UK Championship. And when you talk about wrestling in 2020, well, it only took until about October, the end of October, for Walter to enter the chat and be like, hey, remember me? And then he just has this banger of a match. This whole, the whole program was just great. The video package before it is fantastic. NXT UK is an hour long show. And the second half of the show, half hour was this match. And I can't stress if you don't watch NXT UK, I don't blame you. Go watch this match. It is fantastic. It could potentially be your, your choice of match of the year for this year. It's, it's up there. It's definitely up there for me. For sure. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if I picked this as my it's match so of the year at the end of the year. Obviously, we'll do yeah. a big rewatch and our show. Yep. But it was unlike any WWE match I've ever seen. I, I said to my friend yesterday before putting it on, I said, this is one of the most brutal matches you're ever going to see without it being like a, like a weapons match or a TLC. cage match or anything like that. It's, it's just two guys just beating the absolute living shit out of each other. And I almost think the match was almost better without there being the crowd because yeah. of those strikes. It felt so real and you really heard it and felt everything. The slaps, see the, yeah, the welts the just marks. appearing on Ilya Dragunov's chest. Walter and too. And Walter. Yeah. Um, it just felt now we'll get into it in the show, but I, I've mentioned before that I'm, I feel a lot of, WWE and NXT in particular is getting very kind of overly produced. You know, it's yeah. like hit that move and then look at the camera, camera cut, replay and then, this, and then look down at your hands like, oh, what do I have to do to beat this? It feels very like cinematic. Taking cinematic matches aside, it it feels very cinematic, and this just felt so real. Uh, it felt like it belonged in fucking nineties all Japan or. Or in the G1 this year. Like, yeah. it, it was better than any G1 match this year, I'd say. Yeah, and I'd say And that, there were yeah. some good matches in the G1. Yeah, um, I, I, I agree with you because they didn't really use replays in this match. Mm. The camera's cuts were very little and no replays, like, at all, essentially, till the very end. So, like, showing you what the finishes and stuff was. But, uh, yeah, go, obviously, like, spoilers, but, like, you would hear if there was a title change. And there wasn't. Mm. But 
I highly recommend this match. Dragunov had that Worlds Collide match with Finn, I think mm-hmm. it was, and people were like, hey, that guy's pretty good. Uh, this is a career-making match for this guy, yeah. 100%. Walter's already the guy. People love Walter. And I... I missed him. I'm like, holy shit, yeah. man. Where have you been? Because you're the guy over there. You're the, the only star they have. They just made a second one out of Dragon Off with this match. It's so I want to watch think, it again tonight. I think as well, like, I, I enjoyed the Tyler Bate match last year, but it was so long. And it, it kind of felt, as I said, that almost a little forced, a little produced. Great match. Don't right. get me wrong. Like, really good match. Yep. But this being clocking in under 30 minutes was concise. Um, didn't didn't drop in energy at all. And I think kind of, for me, I love showing something to people that don't like wrestling. And there are people that are open to it. We both have friends who are like, all right, yeah, show me something. I'll be open. Yeah. Sean's not one of those guys. Right. And he, like if you, me and Trav are talking wrestling, he'll like laugh and be like, oh, not this shit and walk off and go somewhere else and do something else. And I was like, just because it's so different from any other match or, what you would perceive professional wrestling to be. And he got so into it. He was like, this is, this is great. He's like, people, this is what they do. Right. They, they, they know who's going to win. This feels real. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, they know who's going to win, but it is real. As I mean, well, you know, that's my, uh, my, you know, our favorite thing is getting friends who are like wrestling, like the, like Kane and the Undertaker and Stone Cold. And they, they go like overproduced like nineties, two thousand stuff. And I'm like, no, 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 let me, let's smoke it. You're going to watch some new Japan. And I show them like, you know, you show them Okada matches or old Kenny match. Like you just show them crazy stuff that they go, wait, I didn't know that this is what could be. Yeah. I didn't yeah. realize that that's what that was. Wrestling. As I've always said, like I see wrestling as like, the overarching title. Yeah. So wrestling is like movies or music. Yep. Within music, you have rock, you have hip hop, you have classical. Yeah. And baby then shark. You have baby shark. Number exactly. one video. Exactly. <laughs> and then say within rock, you've got like new metal and <laughs> alternative rock and acoustic yeah. and like all this, right. these other brands. And that's what I see wrestling as. You can have uh, your sort of Toriano comedy matches. You can have, um, he has a cookbook coming out, by the way. Oh, let's get it. Let's <laughs> yeah. get it. Um, you can have the kind of more sort of, you can have cinematic matches. You can have the kind of uh, brawling, like Stone Cold, Triple H style, like early 2000s yeah. Attitude Era matches. Boner Yard matches. Boner Yard matches. You can have matches like this. Yeah. And there are there are so many different tastes it can, it can cater to. It's and, true. And that's why I think you can sort of, turn heads with something a bit different. And what a sleeper hit, like, too. But also, this is kind of wasted on NXT UK because I, I think wrestling fans go out their way to to watch something, even if you don't necessarily watch current All Japan or whatever, but you hear there's this match, it makes the rounds, you go out of your way to watch it. Yeah. Um, OTT last year. I can't say I watch every OTT show, but... There was the two we guys whose watched. names we won't mention who had a cracker last year. And right. you go out of your way to watch it. Is that last year? Yeah. Jeez. And I think that's the case with this. I don't really think this is going to win NXT UK fans. I don't think people are now going to go, I've got to watch NXT UK every week. Because the rest of the show was shite. Like, it was, it was pretty bad, the rest of the show. But this match was great. And I wonder if we'll see it 
repeated like on a NXT takeover reel. They'll go and something. No, they'll just like borders allowing. They'll just do a takeover and have them fight for an hour again. Like I want to watch a rematch yeah. of, of Dragonov was great in this. Uh but obviously Walter's like the, the star. But I, I, I agree. Like this reminded me of a, a an old school like fight. Like this had them killing each other and the the marks on their back. Go watch this match. It's fantastic stuff. And yeah, remember when Walter showed up on our NXT? OG NXT, mm-hmm. like once or twice, he fought Kushida once in a while. You know, it was all right. We have the the YouTube chat going off about how I name drop James Bond and don't say RIP to the GOAT, Sean Connery. So give it a one-two. Sean Connery, a uh, big fan of those Walter uh, chops. and uh, I, I have mixed feelings yep, about Sean yep, Connery. Yep. Um, Making I'm a bad not going to really particularly salute him. I love James Bond. I think his right. portrayal was good. I think he was a top actor. I don't think he was a good person. That's how um, I that's so, how I see too. <laughs> and now he's moved on. So Yeah. Yeah. Goldfinger, <laughs> great film. You love you love you some Goldfinger, don't you? Mm. Yeah. Uh well the the chat also uh I see someone in the chat actually, which brings me to kind of go on to something else. I see Andrew Thompson from post wrestling. Yeah. He's the interview guru, the god of the wrestling interviews. He uh just heard us talking about that last match and now he's going to go out of his way to go watch. It. I can see in the chat right now. You know, it's it's funny he's joining us in the chat because I got a bit of a, a gripe with him. He he's chatting a load of shit in the chat. Oh, is he? Oh well. shit. Yeah. Oh. He's yeah. Oh, he, he is. Oh, good cuz I I I'm happy that he is because this we can we can get into something that we have scheduled mm. because uh Patreon.com slash up next. You, uh, have become this, this wrestling game creator. Game master. Game guru, game god, whatever. And a year ago, we had a Survivor Series dream team game with you, myself, Wei, and John from Post Wrestling. And it was an, it was a lot of fun. We came up with dream teams of our Survivor Series thing, getting in the mood for Survivor Series and waiting. Walked out the champion, the, the sole survivor, the dream team, Wei Ting, with his team of dragons. He, he I don't want to team s- of dragons. You, got, yeah. you can still go back and listen to the show. He won with the team of dragons. That's all I'll say. And that and that was it. The dust settled, and we moved away from Survivor Series. We went to the Rumble Games. We we, we moved on. We moved on. But just recently, in this past summer, you threw the greatest SummerSlam ever, which was our, our SummerSlam game that you came up with, which was like trivia, coming up with the greatest card, and all sorts of fun. Andrew Thompson walked out as the greatest SummerSlam. I still I still think my card was better. I got robbed. Someone stole my TLC, and I I'm not going to I think everyone stole your TLC at some point. Fucking stole my TLC. Um, Anyways, so Andrew <laughs> Thompson won the greatest SummerSlam ever. He's been running his mouth about how he's the game champion, and... I mentioned dust settling and smoke clearing. Someone wants the smoke, Davey. Mm. We now have an issue. It's kind of like how uh, NXT's got Santos Escobar as the Cruiserweight champion. Yes. And then over on the UK, we have that guy. You have another champion. Yeah, yeah. we have this other guy who's a Cruiserweight champion. We got to figure out who's the champion. So what are we going to do about it? We are doing the Survivor Series Draft 2. <laughs> The second annual Survivor Series draft, Waiting will be defending his crown. What? Now, we're going to... Andrew Thompson's looking to see if he can be a double champion. What? Andrew Champ Champ. Wow. 
And I think you and I just want to win one of our own games. I want to win, finally. Yeah. <laughs> We've played enough of these. It's time It's time we won. I know I, I, I was the sole assist on John Pollock winning the WrestleMania game. Mm. So I consider it I won. But I didn't win. He just, I helped him win, which I'll never let him go. Just, just saying. But yeah, we don't win our own games. We don't win our own games. So we're... <laughs> We're going to do the Survivor Series game again. It's basically, uh, for those of you not signed up to the Patreon, uh, we all have to come up with a Survivor Series team. And there are certain rules. Like we can only have, I think last year we had to pick someone from main roster, NXT, AEW, New Japan, and someone who's either no longer with us or retired right. or something like that. And no, obviously you can't have the same members on different teams. And you had to try and... Try and get a little theme together. As we said, yeah. Way had the dragon thing. Yeah. You had kind of the clowns of wrestling, I yeah. believe. I had yours. comedy acts. You had comedy acts. Yeah. Um, but we're going to add a little few tweaks with it this year okay. as well. Uh, it's going to be, it's going to be great. I love playing these games. Uh, we're going to go, uh, live for it as well, I think. So you get the chance to vote. Uh, yeah. vote, vote, vote. <laughs> um, but that's coming up this month. I have a, I have a better idea. I don't like this double champ thing because the, 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 le- the lineage is going to get too complex. I you say think it just goes game to game. I say we do an undisputed winner of the games and the game, if the person wins, they can c- go on. They're to, game champion. Yeah, they next can conti- continue right. on. You know what I mean? That's how I see it. You want to be champion? We're going to finish this and you, someone's <laughs> going to walk out as the sole survivor. On our Survivor Series game. So that's something we're going to be doing this month on our Patreon. Uh, the, the schedule for November is all up. Spooky season's over. All the spooky reviews are in the past. They're up there. Uh, but November is to remember, which we're doing this week. ECW, November to remember, 1995. We're doing a throwback pay-per-view review this Friday or this weekend. This will be coming out this Sunday. It's featuring uh, Rey Mysterio versus Psychosis in a Mexican death match. Crazy. It's probably, probably the most memorable match on the show. Uh, that'll be coming out on the Patreon this Sunday. Uh, to, on Friday, we'll have a new episode of Was Next. Oh, big one. Looking at the January 9th, uh, 2013 edition of NXT, where Seth Rollins defends his title against Big E Langston, I, I wonder what will happen. I don't read ahead. I don't read ahead. Uh, Seth Rollins versus Big E Langston for the NXT Championship from 2013. Yeah, What's Next is another show that we do where we go back and we've been watching it. We finished 2012, but yeah, now it's getting into this weird, like, there's actually, like, a card. There's actually shows. There's actually some good matches. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. This The people who are on PAC is debuting this. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Adrian Neville. It's, it's starting to come into the NXT we all kind of fell in love with yeah. in, like, 2014 yeah uh, late 2013 it's starting to become that show uh i really love talking about what's next and it's a favorite amongst our listeners as well so uh look at the schedule on both the facebook page and the twitter we also just dropped earlier today a new episode of shot in the dark with john Cena evil he'll be talking all about that uh Ilya dragunov versus volta match as well as everything that happened on AEW Dark, 205 Live, and that is actually for free. So go patreon.com forward slash up next, and you just download it. Easy. Yeah. Don't need to log in. Don't need to subscribe. Uh, you didn't mention the show we did last week that came out. Uh, we do a show called Up Yours, where world champs get to pick things. And world champ Dan Reed just decided to switch his pick to Talkin' Shop-A-Mania. So we just re- did a review of that, which actually was a lot of fun. So I've watched it. <laughs> Twice now in the space of a few months, uh, which was just 
wonderful. Oh. It was wonderful. Well, that was one of our most fun reviews because it's it, just so ridiculous. Yeah, it, it was a lot of fun. And so, yeah. Lots of great <laughs> quotes from that show as well. <laughs> uh, Patreon.com slash up next. $5, the North American tier, gets you all the shows we're talking about and everything in the back catalog, including all the games. You want to hear Way win? You want to hear Andrew win? You can tell us who the real, real champion is. <laughs> and you can play these games yourself. Go back, have a listen, yeah. get a Zoom group and kind of... There you go. Learn strategy. Nate, like, study Nate. Yeah. Nate didn't win, but he's he's got a good game plan. Nate's always winning yeah. in my heart. Okay? Nate is always yeah. winning. Yeah. Hope uh, Nate wins to this week as well. Uh, so, yeah, patreon.com slash up next. Five bucks. That's all we ask. And you get all the shows and so much more. All the podcasts. We podcast so much. NXT, movie reviews, wrestling, all that stuff. Uh, but the schedule is up there, like you said. So go check us out there. And uh, Full Gear, like we mentioned, this Saturday, talking all about AEW. Because I think there's a stigma that we don't like AEW. We have to hate AEW because it's the Wednesday Night Wars. And we don't. We we truly don't. We're so, lovers, not fighters. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Thursday's Up Next, uh, where we talk about Dynamite, which we will be doing tomorrow, the Go Home Show, talking yes. all about predictions for Full Gear as well. So tune in for that. And now we can talk about what everyone wants to talk about, right? Sure. Yeah. Isn't that right? Yeah. Let's distract ourselves for another hour, shall yes, we? Yes, let's do it. That's what I like to do. Let's talk about NXT from November 4th, 2020 from the CWC. And we start off with Destination. What is it? Destination Destruction? I think so. Yeah. Like Ember a- Moon. Yeah. Yeah, Ember Moon's starting off the show. And then they throw to a highlight package from last week's Halloween Havoc, which again, we've, we praised last week. I think one of my favorite shows this year in, in wrestling and just anything. So then they kind of highlight that and kind of catching you up on what's happened, including some title changes and, and all sorts of stuff. But we start with our opening match, Ember Moon. While they showed the video package for Halloween Havoc, they just decided Dakota Kai could come down to the ring. They don't like entrances tonight. It seemed like they wanted a real, like, smooth, flowing show. Everything kind of bled into each other, which isn't isn't common in WWE. Um, But I didn't mind it so much. It kept the show moving, for sure. It it felt like it was going, going, going. So that's not a bad thing. But it does suck when people just... Now they're just in the ring. Yeah, like, we've ah, seen their entrance. Yeah, before. it's true. But I like Dakota Kai's music. That's cool. I like... She does like that. She does that? I don't yeah. know what she does, actually. She comes out with Raquel. Yeah. Yeah, she does Sean and Raquel's yeah. Diesel. Yeah, that's right. Uh, well, Ember Moon comes out dressed as fucking... Just everything. Yeah, I don't know what... She's Mad got a GPS... She's got yeah. a GPS system. GPS She's system. a werewolf. What the f- I don't understand what, what, what her character is still. I still don't understand. Uh, but... Here we are. So uh, both go back and forth. There's arm holds and then leg drops and leg sweeps. And then there's a kick to a seated Dakota Kai into the face, followed by a standing senton from Moon. Uh, Ember tries to do some move up on the apron and like the ropes. But then Kai pulls her arm, throwing her like shoulder into the ring post. And thus Kai starts to work the shoulder and the arm. There's like a an inverted Fujiwara type armbar hold from Dakota Kai which I'm like yo why does no one use this as like a a finisher Dakota's got a few like interesting submissions where she just ties people up it yeah, pretty good. Pretty devastating looking. Uh, there's then uh, Ember Moon who fights back and hits like a, a spring kick, but then eats a super kick from Kai. There's then uh, a, a spot where it's last week when Kai attacked Moon, thus mm. setting up this match. So Moon like hits a boot to her face and says, here's your receipt. Yeah. 
then hits a suicide dive, and then they go to commercial. But when we come back, Moon hits a spine buster for a two count. Dakota Kai hits this, like, quesadora into a, a face buster, but Ember kicks out of that. Uh, Ember then hits her, like, top rope jumping code breaker type thing. And then it's only a two count. They're both standing. She tells Dakota to hit her. She swings. She ducks it, catches her into the cross face, but somehow Kai gets to the ropes. They break out of that with back and forth pin attempts. And then Dakota locks in the classic Fujiwara armbar here. And Dakota's like, tap. But Ember does not. They get to their feet. She gets to the ropes. Ember decides to roar. Yeah. In the middle of the match. And then they start to brawl again. Ember climbs the top rope, probably setting up for the eclipse. But then Raquel gets up on the apron, thus distracting Ember and the ref, which then Kai just runs and kicks her into the face, uses the ropes to, to have the legs like hanging, like a rope hung go to kick. And Dakota Kai shocks the world by pinning Ember Moon. <laughs> yes uh as she's leaving she's kind of shouting i just proved you wrong proved you said you. i wasn't i'm the same person as when you left well i just beat you i i thought the match was pretty good it was like both worked really hard it was a lot of aggression from both i liked um i liked dakota kai's kind of uh submissions and not breaking the hold keeping it till four every time on the referee's count um ember moon it's I feel like I'm going to be a broken record, but it, it's the character stuff isn't working. She's trying to incorporate this kind of trash talking in her game as well, but it doesn't quite connect with me. I, I also don't really like a, a baby face doing, maybe it's because I'm, I'm just off of seeing that Volterilia match and the G1. But if you go here, hit me and you offer your face or your neck, you should take that hit, right. especially yes. as a baby face. Yeah. Think all those G1 matches where Ishii would do it and then ah. you slap back. Yeah. It's for a, for a heel to do it, fine. Yeah, slap me and then you catch it. Right. But Kenny, I don't and, know. Kenny and uh, Penta last week. Kenny, yeah. Kenny did it too. Exactly. Yeah. But for the baby face to be like, slap me, huh, psych. I don't know. It, it's a bit cheap for me. I also. <laughs> she kind of looks, yeah, she kind of looks silly. Hit me. Ah, I'm not ah, gonna no, I don't actually want to be here. Um, <laughs> And also, I thought, if you're going to do a distraction finish, I think Dakota needed to rake her eyes or do something illegal to get then get the win. Because, to me, like, she won that fair and square. Okay, Raquel got on the apron, but right. Ember, focus. Like, keep your attention. D- R- Dakota didn't do anything illegal, whereas normally if it was a men's match, you'd have the distraction low blow and right. then the finish. So maybe a rake to the eyes or something, but... That's nitpicking. I, I thought it was actually a pretty good match between the two. Yeah, I got into it. I'd have liked maybe a bit more build or before going in. I know we had the segment last week, but it I'd kind of forgotten about it. And to kick off the show right away with Ember Moon, it doesn't necessarily make me want to stick on, stay on the channel. Yeah, look, look. Whereas if they'd heated this up for a few weeks and then, oh, it, it's Dakota Kai Ember yeah. Moon, I'd maybe be a bit more hyped for it. But I thought it was solid. Yeah, I agree. Like, the women's division obviously is a huge draw here in NXT. They have the best women's division, point blank. But 
this this isn't the the hot match right off the top where you're skipping entrances to get to it and then it's like it's this match but then they kind of proved me wrong as mm. uh Dakota proved Ember wrong that this was all right it was it was good but it, still the problem is Ember Moon like what what are you doing what are you supposed to be doing what are you you're you're kind of being cheeky why is it that every babyface women's someone on the women's roster is like a weird not baby face. Mm. You had Rhea. The list goes on way yeah, past Yeah, Emma was this. a bit of a bully last week. Yeah, as well yeah, yeah. Um, so all these baby faces are just meanies, essentially. Whereas I think Dakota really is the understands meanie. her character. Yeah. And um, I, I was pleased to see her ha- get the win here, actually. Me too. She, she loses a lot. Yeah, it um, shows that like she is a staple here. People forget that. Like, yeah. She's had some, some good matches here. She has, she has. And I assume they'll go to a, a rematch at some point because the... Finish was somewhat yeah dirty. Got to see that eclipse. Yeah, yeah. We go backstage. It's Cameron Grimes being interviewed by Mackenzie Mitchell, and she's like, "Hey, you all right? You you uh, you went to that haunted house?" And he's like, "Yeah, that didn't make a whole lot of sense because it was a haunted house. There wasn't a pinfall. There wasn't a submission, and like the ref was a zombie. But you know what? I'm over it. I'm over it. I'm over it. And Cameron Grimes is focused on tonight. I love he goes." Uh, I'm over it. I was over it last week. I was over it weeks ago. <laughs> only, only just happened last week, Cameron. Uh, he says tonight, Cameron Grimes is going to cave in Kushida. And then the referee turns around and is like, hey, Cameron, your match is up next. But it's the referee that was like the zombie or he, he sees a ref. He kind of gets spooked. So he, he, he gets scared and he runs off because he, he's getting like flashbacks. Whoa, whoa. Zombie the, ref. The zombie ref. Zombie oh, ref. Yeah. Oh boy. We have Shotzi Blackheart, a video package here explaining that last week Halloween Havoc was a blast. She's saying Halloween Havoc was lit and that she's been like, all these people are saying, Hey, you did such a good job. You did such a good triple H praising her. William Regal praising her. William Regal has said that I can pick anyone I want for a match tonight because he loved my performance last, last week. It's nice of him. Yeah. Good, good on him, William Regal. Uh, and I agree. Shotzi was fantastic. Uh, I was watching some Elvira on Halloween. Uh, she had the same outfit. It was good stuff. Uh, William Regal said you can pick someone. So I chose Tony Storm. Tony Storm is one of the best. It's someone I've watched and followed. And I think tonight will be a huge test. And that's why exactly I pick her. Tony Storm, welcome to the ball pit. Ow, ow, ow. Walks off. Uh, realistically, you're like, oh, I respect the. Ki- There's a baby face That's that makes baby sense. Face move. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I want to fight someone because I think they're lit. This girl, and I think she's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So I want to fight her. Great. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, so also, I'm kind of like, all right, that should be a good, pretty good match. Cla- good clash of the styles here. Uh, but we go to our next match, which is Kushida versus Cameron Grimes. And again, no entrances, but it's okay. Uh, they go back and forth early on with these. Crazy technical counters because Kushida, obviously a wizard in the ring here, but give some credit to Cameron Grimes who, who has oh, yeah. great wrestling background some, somewhat because he's doing like classic waist to side. It's, he's, he's underrated in his technical game, I think. Uh, Kushida though hits the one move that I mark every time I see it, which is the, the hip toss into the arm breaker, but somehow Grimes gets out of that. But Kushida with this new mean streak he's kind of got on just decides to do the elbow stomp. To Cameron Grimes, who's screaming in pain. There's then arm drags and 
arm holds and all the arm attacks. Uh, but Cameron gets to his feet and somehow lifts Kushida up almost for like a stun gun type move. And then they go to commercial break. During picture in picture, it's basically Grimes just beating down on Kushida. He's, he's got Kushida laid out, goes for a pinfall and he kicks out at like one. And then Grimes just starts to start, starts to flex. He's just like, yeah, look at me. I'm Cameron Grimes, baby. And then when they come back from break, he's on the offense, but it's Kushida who does the hip toss cartwheel drop kick, a Pele kick, the handspring kick, and then hits a cross body for a two count. Grimes hits him with a Superman form. There's then this crazy sit-out powerbomb. There's uh, there's a, a like an arm breaker off the top rope from Kushida. And then there's a spot where Grimes accidentally sends Kushida into the corner, like squashing the referee. And then the ref is like, okay, but then the ref gets squashed again and then is like completely taken out of this match. So while this is happening, Kushida locks in the hoverboard lock. Grimes is tapping, but there's no ref. Kushida's like, yo, what's going on? Grimes gets up and eventually runs the ropes and they hit the collision course. But again, no ref to count the pin. Out runs a new referee. But it's the same referee who was turned into a zombie last week. And Cameron Grimes realizes this and starts to freak out in the middle of the ring, backing into Kushida, who once again locks in the hoverboard lock Cameron Grimes is like in agony and screaming and the ref gets in his face like, yo, you're going to tap out. Do you give up? And he sees the referee starts to scream and taps out instantly. The ref rings the bell. Cameron Grimes gets the hell out of there, beelines it. And Kushida is your winner. <laughs> Sounds si- that sounded silly describing it. <laughs> it was silly watching it. Yeah. Okay. Um, I... I enjoyed the match. I, I love this new edge to Kushida. I love kind of the game he plays during his matches where you're looking at how he's going to attack that arm. And it's pretty much from from any angle, any position, he can uh, do something yeah. mean to that arm. The way, When he applied the hoverboard lock on the top rope, but dropped it into like an arm breaker. He just jumps with him on the arm. Oh, it looked so painful. Crazy. It looked awesome. I... I love Cameron Grimes. I think he's fantastic in the ring. I think he's such a good character. My problem is I, I, I'm getting worried that they're doing what WWE does a lot and they see something works and they just start doing it, doing it, doing it and overdoing it. Right. And last week was Halloween Havoc. So I'm all for the silliness and stuff. The double tapping out because you see the, zombie ref from last week i don't know it was it was a bit too stupid for me and yeah i fear that i don't think this is going to be an isolated one week thing i think this is going to be grimes's thing and i i he's better than that yeah and he's just he's such a good performer that he does it well but this guy should be doing more like just yeah, better, just wrestle. better shit just wrestle. than this. Uh, these two have uh, crossed paths before, I think. And it's like, just let them like wrestle. Because the match itself, they were doing some really cool yeah. stuff. The storytelling can be in the ring. If you don't need this, this silliness. And, and we love the silliness from Grimes. But you're right. They've ruined it, essentially. Do you think, uh, you know how Charles Robinson's still known as Little Nate? Okay, yeah. Do you think this is going to be Zombie Ref? Zombie Ref. Just for the rest of his life? Yeah, sorry. I don't know. I don't, I don't know have his name. name. Zombie Ref. They don't like to tell us names of refs. So mm. it's really hard for me to yeah. figure out who's who. So... Uh, as long as they're not Drake, that's the only one I know. But, yeah, good match, but really didn't like the finish. Yeah, very interesting. It's like, okay, so you're just going to 
do that. And Kushida wins this match, but he's still kind of just floating around, waiting for this next takeover so we can have Kushida versus Johnny Gargano. Am I right or am I right? I mean, it could happen next week. Who knows? Or next week? Jeez. Uh, No, I uh, I don't know about that. No? Yeah, I have a speculation. Oh, you've got a theory? Yeah, I got... You've got a theory? Yeah, it's funny you said that. Yeah, I definitely do. All right. We have a recap of Io Shirai. Oh, sorry. I'm totally skipping over something. And it's Tony Storm. She sends in a video rebuttaling... The challenge from Shotzi. Tony Storm starts off by saying, Shotzi, you picked the wrong woman. Wait a second. Pause. Shotzi said she thinks you're great and respects you and you're awesome in the ring. You got the wrong woman. You're talking about someone else. <laughs> what? I shouldn't be here. Yeah, wait. I don't know. I'm not really that great. I don't know. Uh, you picked me, really? Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> she said you're one of the best. You got the wrong woman, Shotzi. Tony Storm says, Shotzi, you got the wrong woman because this is a new Tony Storm. More aggressive, more tenacious, more Tony. So tonight, Shotzi, I'm using you as a stepping stone to get what I want. Bit rude. So wait, is she supposed to be a baby face too? Because there's my theory of just evil, mean baby faces in the women's roster here. It's WWE. They just don't know how to write a baby face, do they? Yeah. Uh, like Tony is just a natural baby face. You don't, you don't really need to do much with her. She's likable. She's good looking and she can wrestle. Like, what do you like? She's more aggressive. She's more tenacious. She's more Tony. Yeah. It was kind of, kind of strange. Um, especially redebuting this character because it's not clear. It's somewhere in the middle, which is not clear to me because now I go, well, I want Shotzi to win. Shotzi's the baby face here. Yeah. And I don't see that's how they're positioning Tony. Very weird. Yeah. She, she's got the wrong woman. She's got the wrong woman. Yeah. <laughs> uh, John Cena in our chat right now, he, he's always fact checking us. He says that the zombie ref is uh, Daryl Sharma and he's from Toronto. Hey. So maybe he was like a, you know, maybe a smash wrestling or a super kick guy or something like maybe that. Maybe he was working at Casaloma or Fright Nights at. Because he was a zombie. Because he's a zombie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Coming here. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Halloween Horror Nights or something. Mm. Yeah. Uh, he's no bendy lady. No bendy lady. Yeah. No one is. Really. You see, maybe I'd have liked the match if a bendy lady came in. I would have too. Yeah. We have a recap of Io Shirai, and she's saying that everyone wants to know what's next for Io Shirai. This is my NXT, so I have one challenge that I want to beat: Rhea Ripley. After everything we've been through, I want to beat you one-on-one. I want to settle it. NXT Women's Championship. And I'll prove to you, Rhea, that I'm not afraid of nightmares. Now that's a baby face I can get behind. Yeah. It's, all right, I'm the champion. I've beaten Everyone. everyone here. Rhea is on a bit of a winning streak. I've only beaten her in triple threat. Triple threat and the one match we had... Charlotte interfered, I believe. Yeah. So, yeah, I've got unfinished business with you, and I'm going to beat you because I'm the best. That's a baby face. And she's like, I don't, I'm not scared of nightmares. I'm, I Sometimes I am. I had a nightmare I was working the other day. I, I have a lot of nightmares. <laughs> this year's a nightmare. <laughs> Still waiting to wake up. Yeah. Uh, we go to our next match. Killian Dane and Drake Maverick, the hottest tag team in NXT right now. They come down to the ring. The music hits... Even the whistle plays. 
banger theme song. Great song. Yeah, great it's, song. it's great. Uh, Drake is doing the, the Shawn Michaels dance, but Killian's still like, he's not like cut it out and stop the music, but he's like, he's warming up to it. He's letting him do his yeah, thing. He's like, but like, right. I'm not joining in with that. Yeah. Uh, and we said to ourselves as they're making, they get an entrance because you have to hear this music, mm. right? Not like everyone else on the show. <laughs> uh, but we're like, I say to you, oh, I wonder if we're getting the, the rubber match, the dream match that is, and the camera cuts to their opponents in the ring, Ever Rise. <laughs> it's the, it, they, it's, we gotta see this. They, they beat them. Ever Rise won on NXT. They did. Just like, NXT won in the ratings war last week. They, they did indeed. <laughs> Is that a coincidence? I think not. <laughs> Ever rise equals ratings. Ever rise the ratings gods of yeah, NXT. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Like Ever it. rising those ratings. Yeah, Ever yeah. rising those ratings. It's because they're. I think they're Canadian. They're Montreal. They. Yeah. They're, they're they're Canadian. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's what I'm saying. So Ever rise versus Drake and Killian Dane and Dane is just basically being really mean to Drake. He's like throwing him away, you tagging him roughly, like slapping him to tag in and then using Drake as like a battering ram here, throwing him to trip uh Chase Parker and then body slams his own partner Drake onto Chase Parker for a two count. Uh, but then finally allows Drake to tag in. But of course, as Drake is in the ring, he's getting beat up by both of these guys. Uh, there's Everize with a backbreaker knee combo for a two count. They're then beating down on Drake. Uh, he keeps trying to fight. Um, and he, he wants to tag, but like Dan- Parker's not letting him tag. And I'm getting a little confused because as this match is happening, the commentary go, oh, hey, we have something going on. And then there's now split screen. And I'm not talking about a little screen, P&P screen, split screen mm-hmm. in half. And we see a car arriving to the parking lot here, the GMC of a car. And out come Pat McAfee and his boys. And it's the Pat Pack. And there's they 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 go up to the cameraman and Pat basically hijacks this cameraman's camera and just starts talking. And this is where it gets super confusing because it's one thing to cut into a match with like, hey, there's someone backstage, like someone, you know, whatever. But it's another that the match is still happening. Commentary are calling the match. And now Pat McAfee's chatting shit. It's just talking, talking, talking. I Com- can't- commentary needed to be quiet. Yeah, yeah. You, you either needed to just, oh, the Pat Packs arrived and just have that. <laughs> quiet and have the commentaries keep going oh what's going on there oh pat mcafee's arriving but back to the match or have hear what pat mcafee's saying but what ended up happening is it was just a jumble where vic joseph and pat mcafee were talking over each other and therefore you're not paying attention to either thing yeah so i was a little confused so then it cuts away from that but then mere seconds the the whole pat pack show up ringside and rush the ring and the, the match is thrown out and they attack all four guys here. They throw Everize out of there and they beat the hell out of Drake Maverick and Killian Dane. Uh, Pete Dunn, who's looking jacked, starts to just do the stomps to Drake Maverick, just killing him. They hit the assisted DDT on, on Killian Dane. They're killing him. Struggled with that. Yeah. <laughs> it was three of them hitting it and they still struggled getting Dane up there. And then Pat grabs the camera and turns it around for a selfie with his boys and says, say cheese, and then laughs as they go to commercial break. But when we come back from commercial break, they're still in the ring. Pat McAfee now has a microphone and he says, you're looking at the greatest 
four men to ever come together in the history of the wrestling business. <laughs> Did you hear what he just said? The the best four man group best, ever. Best four man group ever. Yeah. I mean, he's not wrong. No. <laughs> he's not right. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm. You're, you're I'm on for the, the... Pat train. Yeah. I'm, okay. I'm all for these guys. Uh, I will be. Sa- I know you had uh, our this serious poll that you put yeah. up. Uh, I'm wondering, by the way, what the the polls are looking at right now for the name of the Pat McAfee stable because I, it's the brand. The, the, the brand, brand has it. Yeah. Oh, it's it's interesting because here they are calling them. The Kings of NXT. But I'm changing my decision. Can I, is it too late to change my vote? The polls have closed. Oh. We won't count it. We refuse to count it. Some people call I'll them. I'll sue you. <laughs> I'll sue you if you try and count your vote. <laughs> Some people want to call them the Kings of NXT. Okay. Some people want to call them the Pat Pack. Yeah. Some people want to call them all sorts of things. You could even call them the quick we need four guys to wrestle in an upcoming war games match. Yeah. You could call that. You could call, you could them, call that. them that. But I digress. Pat McAfee continues and says, yeah, we're the greatest four guys to ever come together. We run NXT now and there's no question about it. And we're not a bunch of scumbags like the undisputed era. We're the new Kings, but we pay tribute to the previous group. That ran NXT. And then he pulls out an undisputed era, like a banner, a flag. He says, tonight we're going to hang the banner in the rafters to commemorate their incredible run. <laughs> like when sports teams yep. hang the jerseys and everything in the rafters. Great. He says, let's take a trip down memory lane. 2017, the group came along to NXT and... They, they ran roughshod and they had stupid hand signs. And, and, and then what did they do? Pete Dunn. And Pete Dunn grabs a microphone and he says, Roderick Strong taught me a law, a, a, a very valuable lesson that you need to trust the right people in this business. So last week I returned the favor and t- I taught Kyle O'Reilly the same lesson. And then Pat McAfee goes off about Pete Dunne's biceps and how ripped and shredded he is. Okay, yeah, he's ripped and shredded, but I think I know what this guy's costume was for Halloween. Who, Pete Dunne? Yeah. Yeah. He was either Donald Trump or an Oompa Loompa. That tan, he is... Look look at him. Look he at him there. Tan. Look at him there. Yeah, he's pretty tan. That's very orange. Yeah, he's very That's orange. very orange. Yeah, Pete Dunne got orange. Pete Dunne got orange. Got yeah. tangoed. Uh, <laughs> so... They say that that obviously Pete Dunne has this vendetta with the with the Undisputed Era, but he's he's not the only one because you see Undisputed Era they wanted more, they got greedy and they 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 ruined they they beat up my boys here, Oni Larkin and Danny Birch, and then they talk and they say, yeah, what about us? Combined, we have thirty years of wrestling experience, and people always said we'd never make it to their level. We'll never reach the level of them. But now, Undisputed Era, and no one will reach the the level of us because we're the champions. Pat says that all the simps in the crowd, he says simpletons, but in the crowd think that Undisputed Era is unstoppable. Well, all it took was a run-in with me. And then he uh, 
it's it's weird because he's basically <laughs> he's not wrong. <laughs> he's explaining all the reasons why Pete Dunne and Oni Larkin and Danny Birch would hate these guys because he keeps calling them scumbags. So he's kind of fact checking himself, which is great. He says, "Undisputed Era, they're all scumbags, and this was the easiest thing I've ever done." And he explains the rich the Ridge Holland situation and how he got all these things, and now. Our reign starts. We'll never have to hear about these four little dirt bags ever again. And then they're about to raise the banner. The banner thing lowers down. They're about to put it up here in the, in the arena. But then Pat says, hmm, you know what? We're a democracy. We should vote. Should we raise the banner or should we throw it in the trash? Say I for either. And then all of them say I. They, they ask for a trash can. He says, I want a trash can, piece of trash like Vic Joseph's face. Then he continues to call Vic Joseph trash, which is great. <laughs> so Vic Joseph spoke all over him earlier. Yeah. But now when he's being yeah. called trash, <laughs> I'd be like, yo, what did I do? <laughs> Probably Poor Vic Joseph. Because he doesn't know the names of wrestling moves. Uh, so they get the trash can and then Pete Dunne puts the, the banner in the trash can. He, Pete Dunne just pours lighter fluid all over it, flips a, a Zippo here. And uh, lights, lights it on fire, and it's just burning here. As Pat says, you stupid fans are the worst in the world. You're terrible. We're the greatest. You suck. Cheers. <laughs> and he drops the mic, and they walk out of the arena here. Um, <laughs> I, I love this group. I, I think Pat McAfee is maybe the best promo in WWE <laughs> right now. Honestly, he's so good. And I love that this makes sense it makes complete sense why pete would attack kyle it makes complete sense why lorcan and birch would join him it's not like uh, i'm quite enjoying the hurt business and what they're doing on raw i think they've been pretty decent but their story was we're gonna beat up cedric alexander every week until he goes fuck it i'll just join him <laughs> whereas this makes sense it's like yeah they should all have gripes with most of the roster should have gripes with Undisputed Era. Yeah. They've been dicks for the last four years to everyone. Um, so I, I like the logic behind it because logic is unfortunately something you don't get a lot of in wrestling. And to back it up, he's got a great po- promo and some fantastic wrestlers in the group. I, I'm all about these guys. I definitely see this as maybe not something that lasts this long. Undisputed Era will probably win at war I, I i i'm not even they haven't even announced a war games mm-hmm. i'm just presuming that's why they brought these crew together it makes sense to to me i don't see this going as as far as maybe it's where i don't know if they'd have the space to do a war games i don't know if they will the, but i i see it i, I definitely see it happening maybe like even it, it would TV. have to be a different venue though because yeah you're thunderdome not, no that's all set up though you can't like You've got to fit three, uh, sorry, two rings and two cages. Oh, right, yeah. Thing. Okay, one ring. Unless they, they could just do a Survivor Series style match. You want William Regal to come out here and go, I know how to settle this. <laughs> a classic Survivor, Survivor Series match. I know, no, I know, ring. but I'm just thinking logically yeah, yeah. here. Like, I'd love a Fuck it, game. three I'd rings, bro. What are you talking Two cages, <laughs> three cages, four cages. What you want the do? triple yeah, tower? Yeah, the triple tower cage. Whatever it is. Yeah. Get David Arquette in here. Let's yeah. go. Uh, yeah, uh, I think Pat has a great promo. Obviously, he's, he's yeah. fantastic. He's so funny. He probably comes in here and comes up with this himself, parts of it, because he's just riffing. Oh, I think like, so. I know? don't think he's 
someone who reads a script. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's totally like him, like, going off here. And I, I thought he was fantastic. And, like, I'm someone who wants to hate this, but he's doing a good job at making you hate him. If you hate him, I think he's really good at this promo. And it's something that, like, Pete Dunne kind of needs someone to talk for yeah. him. Oni and Danny kind of need someone to talk for them. So why not? It's nice to see Oni and Danny with a different coat of paint though yeah like they they look like they're into it and because they have been like i i love them as a tag team but they have been a bit bland they are a bit bland and i think now they're doing like danny birch looks so into it just like dancing around and just so cocky and getting into the camera he's he's mean he's he's a proper lad now again um i like how how oni lorkin is now doing his his tweets where he's yelling in all caps but now he's being a dick Right. He's, yeah. he's taken, he's moved that forward as well. So, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm interested in seeing where this goes. They all leave the ring while this trash can is burning the, the flag of Undisputed Era and they go back to their car. And as they're getting in, they're attacked by Killian Dane, who they yeah. took out earlier tonight. Dane starts to try to beat them all up, but the numbers game, always the numbers game. They beat the shit out of Killian Dane. They then, sit him against the car with the car door open, and then Pete Dunne just decides to smash the car door onto Killian Dane's upper body, chest, head, and Pat McAfee is shocked that this happened. He turns around like Paul Heyman here, like, what did you just do, Pete? And he goes, uh, okay, Pete, I loved what you did there, a little aggressive, We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. And then moves the body of Dane and says, get out of my way, you big hairy bastard. And then gets back in the car and then like rolls the window down and looks at the camera again and says, uh, his, his line about what, what is it? Like, good, you suck. We're the greatest. Cheers. Yeah. And then drives off. I think this might write off Killian Dane for a couple of weeks because the camera then panned and there was like blood, blood everywhere. And I think the last time this happened on NXT was Mia Yim to Marina Shafir and Jasmine Duke and we never saw them again. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to mean this means like when we had Aleister Black taken out but we didn't know who took him out. We know who took him out yeah. here. But yeah, they put blood all over him. He's he's laid out here. Good angle, I thought. Like I thought the attack yeah. looked cool. Um Car doors are scary. Car doors are scary. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, so the kings of NXT drive off into the sunset. Uh, my only issue is kayfabe wise. Like you're saying, we're already bigger than than these guys. Like you haven't. The, you just have the tag titles, though. That mm. means you gotta you gotta get other titles. You gotta have the prophecy of the kings. It'll come. It'll come. Yeah, yeah. like the the golden. What is the king's so prophecy? You're saying Pete Dunne as North American champion as Pam and Pat McAfee as NXT champion please no please let's Why? not go that far yeah please. let's do it no let's just do it i think we said that when cross was injured we were like yo who should be pat, the champion pat. and i was voting for pat then but yeah, let's yeah. Do it. <laughs> pat mackery for champion just put the rocket on these guys let's do it we'll see so no undisputed error though they have not they've been taken out so we'll have to see their rebuttal down the line but you know what i i quite enjoyed pat mackery could probably just talk some shit and i want to see a promo battle between pat mcafee and eddie kingston oh that would be good <laughs> that would be very good uh one will punt and the other will do a spinning back fist yeah. to end it yeah we go to johnny gargano in his house in his tracksuit with the north american championship but it pans as he's sitting at his dinner table he's got a wheel it looked like the game of life he spins it and he goes, Johnny Gargano hates 
Wheels? Question mark. Well, everyone knows Johnny Gargano loves wheels. And then he spins big spin. All wheels coming up, Johnny. And then kind of pans out and he's all happy because he's the champion. He says, I love making history. Two-time North American champion. Lover of wheels. Maker of history. And then his cell phone rings. And it's his own theme song. Huge pop. <laughs> Huge. If you're a heel and you don't have your own ring. First of all, if you're a wrestler and you don't have your own ringtone as your, as your, sorry, sorry your own. Who has ringtones? Yeah, still? I know. Yeah. I haven't had a ringtone yeah. for about 15 years. Uh, the only reason I don't have our own theme as my ringtone is A, I have an iPhone and I don't know how to do it. So someone help me out. B, I never have my phone on. So like, like you have Mine's it on vibrate. vibrate Silent. Yeah. Time. Yeah. But Johnny, being the dickhead heel that he is here, his his heel theme plays and he's like, oh, I got to answer that. So he picks up the phone and then we see like a split screen and it's Ghostface and he says, I'm in your house. Johnny says, well, yeah, I know you're in my house. You're right beside me. And then the camera just turns and he's literally right beside him. He says, huh. And they're like kind of playing the board game together. Next week, Johnny says, I challenge a very worthy opponent who can challenge me for my, I'm a fighting champion. You see, there's that, there's this speculation that I'm, I'm a one time champion. Uh, you know, I lose my title really early. And he's kind of mentioning that every time he's won a title, he's lost it really soon, really quickly. It's kind of true. Yes. Yeah. Even the tag run, they didn't have that. Really? Run. Oh, I didn't even realize that. Even as tag champs too. I think they, they won in Toronto. Yeah. And then they... Lost at the next pay-per-view. They lost it the next one, didn't they? Against wow. uh, AOP. So he says he's going to break that. He's going to change history. And he'll face a worthy opponent next week. And then he spins the wheel. And then he looks at Ghostface and he's like, you suck at this game. Johnny wins. And then he ha- holds up his title. And he thrusts his hip, his hips as, as, as Ghostface is just sitting at his kitchen table, like, looking at him like, what the fuck? So the visual here... It's very strange, and I absolutely love it. Uh, these Johnny Gargano, Gargano dinners, house things are so strange, but I love this. <laughs> he's he's very good. He's very yeah. entertaining. My my thing with a lot of this episode, it will go back to Zombie Ref and uh, Ghostface as well. It's Halloween's done, <laughs> you know. But you know, like after like the Christmas holidays. And you go back to school or work or whatever. Yeah. And you've still got your decorations up and it's like January 4th. That's like my room, like all year round. It feels a bit weird. It's like, well, Christmas is done. Like why? It That's what it felt like this week for me. And I assume like I, what you were getting at earlier, I assume if Johnny's picking the challenger, yeah. it's going to be Ghostface who he's facing and yeah. the reveal will happen. But I'm, Halloween's done. Just... Yeah. Move on from it. I, I figured they would just show us who it was tonight and be like, ah, we got you. That's or, what I, that's yeah. what I thought. But to that's drag on week. for another week with well, Ghostface and probably with zombie refs as well. It was, it was Johnny who had the altercation with Austin Theory, who was like, hey, you're going to go far. They had a match and stuff yeah. in the past, but he's like, you're going to go far if, you know, you listen to me essentially kind of thing. It was like throwaway comments, but like, if you help me out, like, I'll make sure you're in my good books. So he says he's picked a worthy opponent. I'm assuming it's Austin I, Theory. I think, I think you're right. I got a we theory. We haven't seen Theory since yeah. the match either. I don't so think. I, I'm assuming it's him who was the ghost face last week. 
trying to interfere in all yeah. these matches. So we shall see. But Johnny Gargano holding up his his title in the tracksuit with with Ghostface <laughs> sitting face next there. to him. Very it's odd. Fantastic. And not the best visual of the night yet because there's another appearance by Ghostface. <laughs> we will get there. Next, because Shotzi Blackheart is going one-on-one with Tony Storm. That's right. It's Tony time. Tony Storm comes down to the ring. She gets here. And out comes Shotzi Blackheart. But Shotzi rushes the ring on foot and goes after Storm like she's very aggressive. And commentary with a very throwaway comment says, Tony Storm is, is sorry, Shotzi Blackheart is coming after Tony Storm like she stole her tank because apparently Shotzi couldn't find her tank coming to the ring. Oh, no. They don't mention this at all throughout the rest of this match. So Shotzi is pissed because she now thinks Tony possibly stole her tank. So she beats up Tony Storm. She goes for some sort of springboard move, but slips up here legit and like falls. But her and Tony both quickly turn it right around and they start running the ropes and doing other spots. They, they're very, they were very like seamless. I thought for, for a spot that was hurt. Like Tony made it look like Shotzi fucked up and took advantage of it and like started Mm. beating down on it. Uh, Shotzi goes for a cannonball, but misses that hits, hits, gets sent into the corner and Tony hits her hip attack for a two count. Tony is now like suplexing Shotzi. There's Germans. There's then a cannonball into the ropes. Um, there's Shotzi who fights back with a sliced bread, but that's countered with another German suplex from Tony Storm. There's then Shotzi who somehow gets to her feet and does this like wrist control, pull back short arm into a Saito suplex for a two count. Uh, as Tony gets up and Shotzi get up, they collide with a headbutt. Kind of Tony was supposed to headbutt Shotzi, but it kind of just looked like they just decided to pretend the headbutt happened. Uh, Shotzi gets up and hits some sort of crazy face buster when they're fighting on the apron here. I'm happy she didn't go for the slice bread on the apron again. But while Shotzi has the offense in the ring now, she's got Tony where she wants her. The screen, the Titantron, turns on. And it's Candice LeRae. She's like, hey, Shotzi, Shotzi. Oh, I'm so glad I got you. Uh, I'm trying to get a hold of you. I, I, I found your tank. But don't worry. I'm a good friend and I'm going to watch it here for you. I'll watch it while you, ha- you're, you're busy. You're, you have your match. I'm going to make sure, you know, the, it's in the middle of the street here. I'm just going to protect your tank for you. I'll watch it. Don't worry. So Shotzi's kind of shooken up about this, turns around and basically gets rolled up by Tony Storm. And Tony Storm pins Shotzi. So right after this, this victory, this loss, sorry, for Shotzi, the screen comes back on and Candace is like, oh, good news. The tank is still here, but, uh, I, I gotta get going soon. I, I hear cars. I'm a little worried here, Shotzi, and, and no one's coming. And then a Jeep or Hummer pull up. Candace kind of gives this evil smile, evil stare. The tank is just chilling there. Candace gets now into the driver's seat and we see Ghostface in the back seat, just looking through the window. Candace now drives into the tank with this giant car, eventually crushing Shotzi's tank. It cuts back to the ring. Shotzi Blackheart is hysterical. She's in tears. She's screaming. She's crying. Tony Storm is trying to consult her, but it's doing no good. 
as Candice LeRae and Ghostface drive away in what this was just a great shot. It's uh, the caption I got out of this was get in losers. We're, sh- we're crushing Shotzi's tank as they drive off here. Uh, and Shotzi is just heartbroken as am I, how can you do this to someone's tank? But somewhere, some, somewhere Robert Stone is laughing. Yes. Uh, this was okay. The, the match was, I find Shotzi odd. Like I, I really like Shotzi, but she, I feel worried watching her at times. Um, she's a bit, kind of a bit sloppy at times. And it works for her character because her character's kind of wild. So she has this like wild, frenetic uh, style of wrestling. So it doesn't, everything doesn't have to look picture perfect and smooth. And that kind of suits her. Right? We said this off air and you were like, yeah, it's like Jeff Hardy. And I completely agree. But sometimes we've seen it a few times where she maybe gets a bit overexcited and scary things happen. Hmm. Um, like the slipping off the top rope yeah, and yeah. The, the sliced bread on the apron the other week and, and things like that. And it, it happens kind of once or twice in every match she has, it seems. But I thought they worked quite well. With you, I would have liked maybe a bit more attention to the the tank thing on commentary because if you miss them say it once, you, you've completely missed that thing. And I think maybe just... Drawing in like, oh, maybe Shotzi's a bit off her game because her focus is on where her tank is. Her tank's like a lucky thing that she yeah. comes to the ring with. Um, that sort of thing. Um, the the visual of Candice crushing the tank's kind of funny. <laughs> I I think I think these two should actually have a some sort of street fight down the line. Well, you know she's undefeated in street she's fights. In, undefeated <laughs> in street fights, Candice LeRae. That's why she didn't win last week because it was a TL. It wasn't a street fight. TL scare But I, I think that kind of match would really suit the. These two, and I think Candice LeRae versus Shotzi Blackheart's a, a feud that could be really quite exciting. A destruction derby and match. Tony Storm, I guess, gets her first win. But again, it's it's weird. You're you're are you a baby face and you're winning? Wait, with I a... thought Tony got a win recently. She showed up. This isn't her first match. Is this back. not her first? I don't match think back? so. No, I think she's had a match since. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I but completely it's, forget. It's it's not always Tony time, but yeah. But I think. Has she? Oh, I can't remember that at all. Um, <laughs> but I think, again, like your baby face winning with just a roll-up distraction finish is a kind of bit weird as well. You're saying that the baby faces in the women's division yeah, are meanies. They're mean. She took advantage of this situation. But it was quite funny, Ghostface and Candice crushing the Just tank. driving away with Candice. You know, the way the light struck on that Ghostface near the end there, it did look a, a lot like Austin Theory. In that, in that I think mask. I, I assume it's two. I think it's Austin Theory and Indy Hartwell. Yeah, because if you've seen yeah. the movie Scream, spoilers. There's always two. There's always two, yeah. Unless Scream 5 in the works. Scream 3, there's only one, isn't there? But uh, you can forget about Scream 3. Yeah, yeah, sure. There, yeah, yeah. So we'll see what happens, but Shotzi's tank is gone. I mean, no I, more. I'm kind of... This was kind of silly, but... I'm kind of interested in her getting like this next upgraded tank. She'll get Mark too, yeah. Yeah, like she's gonna get like the Mecha tank, Mecha Godzilla version of a tank or something. It's gonna be fire. I already know it. Uh, we have Santos Escobar earlier in the day. We see him in the parking lot. Not a good sign, but he's with his boys, so he's okay. They're safe in the parking lot because they were the guys kidnapping everyone in the parking lot. They're in the parking lot and they're asked about his match with Jake Atlas last week and that Jake gave him a run for his money. First of all, no. No, he did not. 
That was a really short match. True, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, Jake, ah, Jake was nothing. And wouldn't you know it, Jake Atlas pulls up in his car in the parking lot, gets out of his car and is like, hey, why are you chatting shit? <laughs> Essentially. Jake just pulls out a, like a tire iron or a pipe or something, hits, hits, fights them all off, gets back in his car and drives away. <laughs> and he like locks the door. They come back back on the, the window door. and they're like, hey, the door. is it? It's either, he doesn't get Escobar, does he? He just gets, like, Raul, I With think. the pipe or whatever, because he's, he's, like, like, he's like, get oh. him, sick him, and then they go on him, and he hits them with a pipe, but then gets back in his car, locks the door, and drives off. Again, not very badass. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> think of Stone Cold Steve Austin just wanting to fucking whoop everyone's ass. Uh, slapping <laughs> someone across the face and getting back in your car. <laughs> but this guy's like, no, I'm, I'm good, actually. I'm going to hit you with a weapon and then get back in my car and lock the door and drive. <laughs> Do a three-point turn and just drive <laughs> off. <laughs> so funny. Uh, yeah, I, I was super disappointed with Jake Atlas-Santos match last week. Aside from the epic entrance and the gear he was rocking, Santos. But because I see a lot in Jake, actually, I think Jake is pretty good. But two weeks in a row where he looks like a total geek now, like legit dude was scared and ran and drove away. You know, Vanilla Ice has this song. Well, like one song, Ice Ice Baby. If you look at the lyrics of Ice Ice Baby, the whole song is about how he's escaping a, a shooting. He's scared, so he he's running. That's okay. the song. Right. So everyone's like, yeah, it's gangster. And it's like, well, wait a second. No, it's that, it's not. You're talking about how you're running. He's like, I'm hitting, going to Third Avenue because I heard gunshots, so I'm running. It's like, yeah, that's not cool. You're a little bitch. <laughs> but yeah. at least he was safe. He was. Uh, he was super safe when he ripped off the sample from Queen, though, wasn't he? <laughs> We go to Timothy Thatcher and the School of Thatchcan, School of Hard Knocks. If you remember, Thatcher had retro Anthony Green in his school, and he he hurt him, he embarrassed him, made him tap out, and didn't let go. And it was kind of he was a meanie. But tonight he's got a different student. It's Akeem Young who's here in Thatchcan. Tonight we're going to talk about reversals, says Thatcher. Last time, well, you saw. That anyone can get lucky and catch a hold. So you gotta be prepared. So we're talking about counters. Counters and form and, and cross faces. And then he's trying to teach this guy on, on these holds and different, different counters and different holds and all sorts of different things. And finally gets the guy in some sort of submission lock. And Akeem here is just tapping and tapping. But Thatcher continues to talk to us, the camera, while not releasing the hold. He's being a dick again. Let's go finally. And then they both get, they both get to their feet. And Akeem kind of under his breath is like, I thought you said this was an exhibition. And he's like, Oh, it is. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Do you want me to get someone else? Are you done? And he's like, No. Do you want water? Can we get some water? And he's like, No, no, I'm good. And he's like, Okay, don't worry. This time it's your chance to get on top and you can show me. So he lets Akeem take him down, but then instantly counters the counter and puts him in some sort of ankle lock. And now this kid is screaming and tapping. But he's not letting go. And again, Thatcher just being this this bully. And he's like, see, you always got to be prepared. He keeps going, be prepared. Not letting go. When he is attacked by retro Anthony Green, who sends Thatcher out of here. Or was it Anthony Green? Because when Anthony Green did it, the, the joke was, what's your name, Anthony? Uh, Andrew, what? Huh? Funny that that was what they did because they didn't call him Anthony Green or Andrew. They called him by his new NXT name, 
Austin Gray. I thought they said Austin Gray, but then his Twitter is August Gray. August? August. Gray? Yeah. I heard Austin. I heard Austin. We both wrote down Austin, but you go to his Twitter right now. Yeah. August uh, Gray? August Gray. August Gray. That is a strange wrestling name, if I've heard one. But I thought before, the guy we're talking about is Anthony Green. Yeah. Who was from Evolve and, and so forth. Retro. Retro. Yeah. So, I can't even find his Twitter now. Yeah. <laughs> August Gray. I mean, he's keeping the initials, A-G. But it, it's, it's just Gray. weird you introduced him as Anthony Green just a week ago. Yeah. And then this week. I, I didn't like this segment. I've... I've been okay with these these segments, but now it's I'm done. It's Let's ran go. its course, and I think it seems like that's the end of it. With with August <laughs> attacking <laughs> uh, attacking Timothy at the end, there uh, I assume we're done with Thatcher's Thatch Can School thing. I get we're going to go into a match, obviously between these two. I would Which assume is next quite week. big for Anthony Green. Sorry. August. August, great. Imagine when he gets to the main roster. You're going by August. August. <laughs> August Gray? This sounds like some weird porn star name. But as soon as Vince knows his name, he's going to look for a tag team partner he can call September. Wow. August and September. July and August. They sound like they sound like Bond twins. August Gray. August Gray. Love it. Fantastic. It's uh, not the worst wrestling name going. Like, it's not. Considering everyone just has one name now. I don't, like, they're fucking Madonna. I don't understand yeah. that one name thing. Uh, unless you're Walter. <laughs> yeah. Not working. Sorry. It's very strange. Yeah. Um, I didn't enjoy this. No, I didn't like this it. This wasn't very good. I'm, I was, I groaned out loud when I saw this was happening again because I'm like, dude, just wrestle in matches. Like, let's go. You're a good wrestler. Let's go. So I guess we're going to see that because it's going to happen. But never mind that shit. Let's get down to the to the bottom of something that we've been trying to get to the bottom of for a long time, past few weeks. Zia Lee is backstage with Mackenzie Mitchell. Mackenzie's like, "Hey, Zaya, uh, I don't want to, you know, bring up anything bad here, but you've been getting these these letters from Boa, and you freak the fuck out every week, and we're just we're just wondering, like, are you okay? Yeah, are you okay?" Zaya answers the question we've all been waiting for. The answer. These letters are from my family. It's very personal. I need to turn things around. And Mackenzie's like, oh, okay. Well, Zaya, do you like, do you care to share what is going on? Maybe a little insight on this. It's not your business. <laughs> and then William Regal walks in and he goes, excuse me, ladies. Zaya. This has arrived for you. Hands Zia Lee another letter. Zia Lee opens it, reads the letter. Her, 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 like, face, her emotion just drops. And she goes, Mr. Regal, I want to challenge Raquel Gonzalez. <laughs> William Regal's like, what the fuck? Uh, what? Raquel Gonzalez dishonored me. So I want to face her. Regal says, well... If that's what you wish, sure. N next week, you can face Raquel Gonzalez. It's got my interest. Oh, my God. It's got my interest. <laughs> I I think Zaya, considering English is her, clearly her second language. Yeah. Uh, I think she's been fantastic in this. She's 
she every week I'm so worried about this girl. <laughs> yeah, we keep me- we keep texting her and messaging her. Message her now. <laughs> yeah, I know. She's okay. Um, Are you okay? Blink twice. <laughs> I'm like I'm genuinely worried. She she displays the emotion so well. I, I Was think, she wearing yellow? <laughs> no. I've, but Mackenzie could have had a little gander at the, she, the, the paper. The letter she was, was right, right there. by her. She could have looked yeah. down and... It would have been in Chinese, though, I guess. Yeah, she probably would yeah, have understood have it. Read it. Uh, maybe Mackenzie knows. I don't know. But Yeah. Um, yeah, sure. I, I, I kind of like this story. Okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> you, what is the line? You, you had our, our attention, but now you have my interest or something. You have my interest now. Yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> We've been making fun of this angle for a few weeks, and it's, it's literally going down the, the, the alley we thought it was. I'm, I'm terrified for her. What's her family saying to her? And what's Boa involvement? The family, like, Boa wasn't involved here, but they mentioned him, like, giving her the letters. And now Regal, like, I imagine Regal's in Florida, and he's going to his mailbox, and it's like, for Zaya Lee. He's like, what the fuck is this? I don't know what this is. Zaya, this came for you. And then Zaya opens it. it. It's Steam, isn't it? Steam, you can open an envelope, and then he can get it translated, and he sh- he needs to be looking after his talent here. A little Zaya's bit. Zaya's in trouble, clearly. He didn't even, so like... she wants to face Raquel Gonzalez? He didn't even go, hey, like, we can go talk about this, like, in my office. Yeah. Like, we, but she already told Mackenzie, like, yo, it's none of your business. Stay out of my business. It's, it's not. It's personal. It's to me, my family. So her family's sending her letters saying, yo, you're going to f- wrestle and you're going to win these matches. Uh, her family, my, my, my theory here, her family's sending her letters and they're saying, we want you to fight in this amateur kickboxing event. <laughs> And she's like, guys, uh, I want to do this. And they said, no, you can't. <laughs> I'm not sure if you heard that story. I did hear that story, yeah. <laughs> I mean, do you think maybe they're in financial difficulty due to COVID? And maybe, okay. like, you, you win a match, you get more money, and she right. can send more money home. Like, yo, why aren't you a champion? Oh, they're all kidnapped, and they're going to be killed off one by one. You better win your matches. Every match you lose. Sorry, on Ethel? Done. Yeah, Ethel. Ethel, yeah. I I see this going... Uh, we joked that it was something to do with her family being kidnapped, and now it's the family is sending the letters. So that's a swerve, bro. <laughs> I, I mean, don't know. It, it can be the family being kidnapped sending the letters, oh being God. like, hey, I'm kidnapped, you need to beat Raquel Gonzalez. All I know is it's going to end up being someone's eventually... She couldn't even beat Aaliyah, could she? No, no one can. I just... I need to see that match again. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> Yeah, like which which match? Because they fought a million. No, times. I mean again. <laughs> oh, you want to see it? Yeah, again. yeah, that's a dream. Match. Like, that's where you start, right? Yeah, she, yeah, I'd start with the Kamea. first person. Like beat Jesse Kamea. Come on. Yeah, why are you going after Raquel? You're not winning. I need to know what's going on here. Bo I need to know it. what these letters are. Yeah, I, I, I'm, what's I'm interested. Deal? I'm interested. Yeah, this is the best angle they got going. <laughs> I don't care about zombie refs or squash tanks. No. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Why is she so scared? Why is Zaya scared? Is she okay? I hope she's okay. Let's hope she's okay. Uh, <laughs> we go to a video package for Rhea Ripley. She says <laughs> something we've all been thinking. 2020 has been complete trash. And I've been here in NXT, but it seems like every time I try to get close to the NXT Women's Championship everyone's in my way and for some reason i still have things to prove well eo you know who i am but you say you're not scared of me 
Well, everybody is scared of something. And EO, I know you're terrified of losing your NXT Women's Championship. Well, mate, it's gonna happen. And I'm gonna be the new Women's Champion. This is my brutality. Uh... Yeah, I, I guess this is kind of the biggest match they can do with yeah. the women's. Um, Kayfabe wise, it makes sense also make because sense. like she didn't lose to nope. her, right? So nope. she does deserve, and she kind of was put back on the back burner since Io reign. But yeah, I'm kind of interested in this match. I think they'll have a good match. I, I always, I I always kind of stop start with Rhea Ripley. I'm like ah, but then you, you're kind of doing this and you're kind of this. But I feel like she she has good matches that she can pull out. Last week was her great. Ma- her match with Charlotte at WrestleMania was. One really of the best good. matches of that weekend. Um, it, it's it's a character thing, and I think that's as we've said a lot during this show. It's with a lot of the women there. It's a character issue, not wrestling wise. They're all fantastic. Yeah, we go to uh, some match announcements next week. Gargano will defend the North American title against a mystery opponent. We're not sure who it is, and Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch are defending the NXT tag titles in a rematch against the former champions, Bree Zango. Yeah. yeah. Not Killian Dane, because he's been taken out. Well, yeah, Killian Dane's out for a while. Because his, his head just exploded. <laughs> like in Halloween 3? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I loved your Tyler Breeze uh, costume, by the way, last week. People were saying I was more f- Fandango. So Do you look more like Fandango? I, don't, maybe. I think I look more like Breeze, but I think in the get-up, I was maybe a bit more Fandango. Okay. Well, know. they both dress like the stripper They both cop. dress the same. Yeah. yeah. I, I dressed as Hangman Page, and now I'm just never taking off the bandana. I'm rocking it. Nice. going to do that. Uh, all I know is I got giddy when Hangman liked my... My costume. I was like, Did yes. He? I was oh, like, nice. yes. He noticed me. <laughs> I don't think Tyler Breeze like mine. I don't know. Tyler Breeze just isn't, maybe he's not. He was mourning. He's, he lost his title yeah, the week true. before. Right, yeah. yeah, that's right. Well, maybe he'll win it back next week. I hope so. Yeah, rematch. why not? Yeah. Sure. But let's go to our main event. And that is Tomasa Champa versus Velveteen Dream one-on-one. And Champa comes out with kind of a new look here. It's he's kind of looking like he's got the mask he wears, but it's kind of a new altered kind of mask. He looked like Ronan the Accuser. It had a, like a hood to it. It's got well. a hood, like a samurai hood, or yeah. something like kind of coming over, like draping. And over he doesn't the side. normally have the chest protector. Yeah, he kind of he looked weird. Kind of looked strange. It was a choice. <laughs> it, it looked like it was a Halloween costume again. Like he thought. I thought this match was lost. Yeah, I thought I was having a Halloween match. I got this gear made, and now I, I'm going to wear it anyways. That's kind of what. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. He looked like he looked like a uh, like the Ninja Turtles three. I don't. They look like a Power Rangers bad guy or something. Uh, I could see the kind of Jason X type thing. Okay. I don't know what was going. on. I was on. getting Ronan. Like, yeah, that's what no, I, definitely, yeah. definitely. But it was. It was weird. It was a, it was a look. It was a choice, yeah. And Velveteen Dream is Velveteen Dream. So, uh, Dream versus Champa. Dream runs at him right as the bell rings, but Champa outsmarts him, just trips him and drops him. And Champa gets his head smacked off like the, the, I'm going to still call it plexiglass, even though it's just plastic. Um, but then this pisses him off and just decides to beat the hell out of Dream. He drapes him on the barrier and then knee lifts him. And he's throwing him around all ringside over the announce table, just everywhere. Knee lifts everywhere, throwing him into the ring. And he decides to stomp the, on the cast of the the broken hand of Velveteen Dream here. Um, and, and commentary is like, oh, like... 
beating up these, he sees the, the cast, what a, like an evil move to do. Um, Wade Barrett had a great line where he's saying the cast is like a baseball bat on your arm, yeah. but unfortunately it's a baseball bat that hurts. Right. Because uh, we've seen these gimmick in wrestling before. Like, of course. There's no, um, Juice used it in the G1 a couple of years ago with his cast. Bob Orton. Um, Bob Orton, of course, yeah. I think he uh, still wears that cast. He still does. <laughs> uh, so he, I think if you're wearing a cast, you probably shouldn't be wrestling. Yeah, true. It's like anyone who comes into a bar who's like, I can't wear a mask because I have uh, the, the, the freaking... I can't breathe well when I wear a mask. Then don't go to a then, fucking okay, bar. Get out of my bar. <laughs> <laughs> don't understand. If you're in a cast, don't wrestle. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So... Obviously, Champ is going to go after the cast here and starts to beat down on him. Um, and then they go to commercial break, and it's Champa in control. Uh, they announced during commercial break that X-Men 3 is coming on later, mm-hmm. and we were contemplating not doing the show <laughs> and watching X-Men the 3. The last X-Men film. <laughs> it's got Vinnie Jones, though. True. Yeah. So we come back, and Champa uh, catches a right hand to, like, the eye. And it seems to have, like, really kind of not necessarily busted him open, but, like, internally popped some sort of vein or something because his eye is getting this real swollen yeah looking real kind of nasty uh so dream obviously continues to go after the eye of champa they just love attacking eyes in wrestling uh and then champa though gets gets even more fired up and more pissed off that that dream is doing this so he hits him with a series of clotheslines and i mean he's running the ropes hitting clothesline after clothesline it reminded me of like macho man uh, or Hogan, like always, the guy would just get back up yeah. and you hit him with another one and another one. Champa gets him up top for a superplex, but he kicks out at two. Dream then hits like a crossbody to the outside. There's then a suplex spot where both guys just like fall to the outside. You see that in a lot in wrestling where they go all the way over and, over the top right. Point yeah, so they're yeah. both down. Champa's about to break the count, but he breaks it by pulling Dream back to the outside, but then eats a super kick. Uh, but then Dream gets frustrated. He grabs a chair, throws it into the ring, distracting the referee, but this doesn't stop Champa. He sees the distraction, he sees what he's doing, and he just just hits this flying knee, like a pop-up knee in mid-air to Dream's face. Then the like while he's selling the knee, he like rolls backwards. Champa holds on to Dream's like upper body, thus putting his feet on the ropes. Setting up for the Willow's Bell, he plants him with that, the rope-assisted DDT, picks him up, hooks the arms for the fairy tale ending, and this fairy tale comes to an end because Champa pins dream. Fairy tales do come true. Weird match for me. Yeah. Um, it's, these two had a, a great match at a takeover, um, a year or so ago. Just, Things are different now, and I, mm. I I feel very apathetic about this. Like it wasn't particularly bad. No. I just don't really care for the story. It's I'm kind of expecting you either main event with something like big, or you have some sort of angle. That's what I kind of expect from weekly TV. It goes off the air with Champa just staring, just winning. winning. Yeah. yeah, I think this was just rehab for for Champa. I think they just want to build this guy up again and having a win over an established guy like a Velveteen Dream is a way of doing that. So I assume they have bigger plans for Champa. I see Champa versus Finn at the next takeover. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. So I think that's maybe what this match was about. It's like who is who's a big enough name that Champa can beat to get on that kind of winning streak again and build up some credibility again. 
maybe that's what it was, but this just felt a bit of a letdown of a main event. Uh, I, I thought the match was fine. I think it was just showing that Champa was just going to kill this guy. Exactly. Yeah. And is it just me or does every time I've been watching Dream lately, I keep thinking to myself, okay, this is how they write him off. <laughs> yeah. And it just doesn't, doesn't happen. happen. So maybe this is how they write him but off. But he didn't kill him, did no. he? It wasn't like the Kushida one where the arm yeah. was taken out. Yeah, that felt like a write-off. This this was just a match. Um, yeah, it was it was fine. It was it was whatever. Um, overall, that that's how I kind of felt about this show. Yeah. Um, no matches particularly hyped up going into it. Uh, I thought the Ember Moon Dakota Kai match was probably probably match of the night. To be honest. Yeah. Thinking about it, which isn't like it was a good match, but just zero heat throughout the whole show for me. The whole show, and it's and it's weird because we always joke whenever there's a takeover, you have the hangover show. Yeah. The following week, and it feels like that's what this was. That's what it felt it like. It feels like they didn't really have anything planned, yeah. and they just kind of threw away the matches that didn't make it on the show. But last also, week. do you blame them with the with the week that's going on? Yeah, it's, I, I'm you, the ratings for both wrestling shows no, going to be lower. No one's going to be watching these. Yeah. Like the election is still going on as we we're, we're talking about this. Like who's going to be really watching? Yeah. So I think why maybe burn through some bigger stuff on a week where no one's watching it. I guess so. I I felt this was a very like blah episode was, for me. It was, I, yeah. And I know we we are your NXT guys and we 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 love NXT. We talk about it every week. This is why we do this show and everything. It just felt like this probably wasn't one I would tune into if I wasn't if I, I saw the card today and I was like, "Oh, okay." And yeah. Let's put on X-Men 3. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh so yeah, I I felt this way about the uh, thing. Uh, the only the only p- plus I see out of this is yeah, you can kind of reheat champa a little bit and have champa go yo i'm nxt now he made the 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 thing about last week about like the aggression and how everyone here is everyone thinks they have a a right for something well you work and you earn it so i feel like champa versus finn is an easy go-to main event yeah we we don't know the status of finn i don't like i think if he it was anything long term they wouldn't have shown that video package of him last week they would have taken the title off him so that seems logical for me you've got the uh, Undisputed Era feud with the Pat Pack, the Kings, the brand. Yep. Um, Johnny Gargano, obviously going to have a uh, North American title run and be mixing up with those guys. Champa kind of makes sense if you're looking at your roster, who's going to go against Finn and, and feels relatively fresh there as well. Well, I hope he's fresh. Hope his jaw's all right. Yeah. Sipping that scissor. Uh, but yeah, overall, it was, it was an okay. Yeah. Uh, what I will recommend... Dragging off Walter. <laughs> yes. Yeah, if you're going to watch an NXT match this week, not going to lie to you. UK. We, we we will never lie to you, and uh, that's that's what we're saying. We're recommending. Well, honestly, this week. it's it's a strong contender for match of the year, and to have that in this empty arena setting because this is NXT UK, so you're not having the people around the ring and all of that. It's it's really empty. Yeah. Uh, cracking match. Go and watch that instead. <laughs> there you go. You heard it here. Uh, we do have some feedback. Uh, forum.postwrestling.com. Every Wednesday night, we'll post up during NXT, and it's the Post Wrestling Forum. We'll read any comments or questions we have here. And I'll read the first one. I see Mystery, who says, Hiya. Just going to leave a bit of feedback about the Rhea-Eo match that will eventually happen. I'm very confident that Eo is retaining. Rhea has indicated she's ready to move on to the main roster, as she really wants to face women on Raw and SmackDown, and doesn't have much to left 
in, left to do in NXT. She said she really wants to be called up in recent interviews. Thoughts on that? Long overdue. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I, I think you'll, you'll get this EO match. I think EO will retain and Rhea's going to move up. She, she'll fit in better on the main I roster. I think so. There's, there's a lot of people that actually, I think she's quite interesting to mix it up with the likes of, uh, a Charlotte again and a Sasha and a Bailey and a Shayna. Like, I, I think there's more interesting options for her. Uh, on the I think roster. so. He's got a second question. Who do you see winning in the Mia Yim, aka Reckoning, versus Asuka feud or match that they're setting up? I feel like Mia slash Reckoning is going to get flattened in three minutes considering the booking of Retribution. No, I think Reckoning's winning the title. <laughs> I thought they canned this. I think this the whole, whole of Retribution champions. I thought they already canned it. I didn't realize this was happening. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't know this match is happening. Asuka. <laughs> yeah. uh, Asuka's winning. Retro, got- retro, sorry, what's her name? Mia Yim's name? Reckoning. She'll take a, well, I don't know what the thing with her shaking about itching, scratching, but if she takes some allergy pills or something, then she, antihistamines or mm-hmm. something, maybe she has a chance. They can make you drowsy though. She doesn't want to mm. get sleepy during a match. You can get non-drowsy. Okay. We go to crooked <laughs> letter number nine. Before I start, let's pour one out for Shotzi's precious tank. Uh, yeah, let's pour one out for pour the one tank. Pour one out for the tank. Pour one out for the tank, ladies and gentlemen, because, yeah, uh, Shotzi, R.I.P. to the tank. R.I.P. Got tanked. The fallout from Halloween Havoc was a solid outing. Cameron Grimes looking out of sorts when he saw the referee from the Haunted House was hilarious. Johnny Gargano and his relationship with Wheels had me giggling. Io Shirai and Rhea Ripley are on a collision course. Pat McAfee and co. made their presence felt by running down the UE, and it may or may not lead to a War Games match. The CWC ain't big enough for two rings. Ember, Dakota Kai, and Tony Schiotzi were very good, and having multiple women's feuds coming out of this show is a testament to the women's division's depth. And Champa put Dream out to pasture in the main event. Uncertain, uh, uncertainly still remains over Finn Balor's health as we head into the next takeover. 7.5 wheels out of 10. Oh. Crooked letter night seem to enjoy it a bit more than us. Crooked letter number nine. Yeah, I mean, obviously some people love some of the comedy stuff more than, than we do, and that's totally fine. I, I feel like this episode was just there. I wouldn't necessarily, it was bad, but it, it was bland. It was just there. It was yeah. there. It was cool. It was all right. Uh, I much more enjoyed the delicious Thai green curry you made for dinner. My Dakota Kai, Thai green curry. Yeah, the return of Dakota Kai. Well, sorry. Dakota Thai green curry. Yeah, yeah. beautiful. Fantastic. Chef's kiss. Uh, so that was NXT from Wednesday, November 4th, 2020. And we'll be back in your ears, if you let us, this weekend. Because we're going to be doing full gear. We might not be wearing full gear. Maybe I'll dress as Hangman again. Still got the costume. Be great. Um, we'll be... Doing full gear with Way uh, live. Join us for the watch along and the post show. Two different things. Up next on YouTube, youtube.com slash up next, as well as we always go live after NXT, like we are right now every Wednesday. Um, and the Patreon, like we said, all the shows. The go home show of eight, uh, for full gear we'll be talking about tomorrow on the Patreon. And yeah, we'll be giving our predictions for full gear there. Was next out on Friday. Uh, We've got uh, the throwback review of November to Remember from 1995 on Sunday. It's getting a stream. Next week, we're going to get spooky again because it's Friday the 13th. Yeah. So we'll be talking all about Friday the 13th. So many shows to check out. Yeah. Um, it's beginning of the month, so it's always the best time to sign up to the Patreon because you get the most out of it. Even if you want to sign up, just one month, 
five bucks. Check out everything we have to offer. See if you like us and hope you stick around. Five bucks gets you access to literally any show we've ever done. So if you really just want to listen to that Freddy Got Fingered, it's only five bucks. Yes. That's the only show you want to listen to. I'm just thinking, though, we were talking about the Survivor Series game that's coming up in the near future. We were talking about how Way won last year and mm-hmm. how Andrew won the SummerSlam game but john pollock technically won the greatest wrestlemania see we just leave him out in the cold did we do it we didn't do did we do a royal rumble game we did did we do was it a royal rumble yeah it was the royal rumble that john won john won royal rumble yeah so who won greatest wrestlemania that was the last one before lockdown did i win that game no Wow, I don't remember who won our own games. Neither can I. Well, it doesn't matter because the Survivor Series <laughs> one is going to... We're going to find out who the undisputed champion yes. is. So again, patreon.com slash up next. Go support the BDE. Go support us and listen to all the stuff we've been doing. We, we we podcast a lot. So many different things. All the best matches ever and all that stuff. We're doing a best match ever. Survivor Series, non-Survivor Series team matches. Yeah. Also, guys, help me come up with a name for that because that's a mouthful. Best match ever. Survivor Series, non-Survivor Series matches. Because we did Night at the Rumble, which was non-Royal Rumble matches. Yes. Yeah, I don't know how to pick one that's Survivor Series, but there's been some good ones. So, singles matches. Let's do that. Singles? I mean, tag teams? Actually, Mm. let's do singles because John and Way just spoke about the Elimination Chamber. Perfect. So, we eliminate the Chamber. Perfect. See what I did there. Sounds good. And, yeah, Benno from... British Wrestling Experience and Grapple Spotlight yeah. will be joining us for a uh, for a best match ever as well, going through all of Samoa Joe's ROH title run. Yeah, uh, Benno knows his ROH inside out, and oh yeah, he can't wait. Be watching some great matches. There. He's excited. I'm excited to chat with him, man. I don't think I've ever chatted with him before. We, we, neither no. of us have done a yeah, show with him, definitely. so that's very exciting. Cross promotion, cross baby. promotion, baby. Yeah, postwrestling.com for all that stuff, all the stuff John Away do, Andrew does. British Wrestling Experience, all that stuff, all the podcasts that you can handle. Uh, yeah. And again, up next on Twitter and Instagram. Go give us a follow, subscribe, all that stuff at Up Next Podcast, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube.com slash Up Next, Patreon.com slash Up Next. And I myself, Braden Harrington. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at the Brady. And I am at Davy Portman. Uh, the world is a twisted place. The world's going up in flames depending on how you see it. But take care of yourselves, all right? Be safe. Like I, I said earlier, love over hate, ladies and gentlemen. That's all I'm saying. Or you could say what Pat McAfee said, and that's, we're the greatest, you suck, cheers. Ahoy! Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-on bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIO, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams in all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio. one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIO. Dan, so glad we were able to meet today. Thanks for coming over. 
Whoa, what's that? Pretty awesome, right? It's my new FlexiSpot E7 Pro Plus standing desk. Goes from sitting to standing with the push of a button. You know, I've been thinking about getting a desk like that. I have back pain from being in a chair all day, but I feel like they're either cheap and flimsy or crazy expensive. That's why I went with FlexiSpot. This desk is super sturdy, but totally affordable. The base is made of automotive-grade carbon steel. Sit on it. Okay. Hey, this is cool. All right, I want in on one of these. Where do I find FlexiSpot? Just go to their website, FlexiSpot.com. And go right now because they're giving an extra $80 off their already low prices. Go to FlexiSpot.com and use code 80OFF to get an extra $80 off the E7 Pro Plus standing desk. Backed by an industry-leading 15-year warranty. Don't wait. This special offer will not last long. Go to FlexiSpot.com and use code 80OFF. That's F-L-E-X-I-S-P-O-T.com. Go to FlexiSpot.com now. 